You are listening to the secret place on Koba FM, the place where we share and learn the mysteries of the kingdom and revelations that comes with light. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me on um, the secret place here on Koba FM. My name is Uluazumi Sinyadoran and I'll be sharing with you um, well my, exp- my time with um, the brethren here where we talked about faith. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be preaching. We're just going to be um, listening to each other basically even as the Holy Spirit speaks. Um, yes, so the question is what language does your faith speak? I pray to God that at the end of this um, few minutes you are able to, to um, determine for yourself or figure it out for yourself what language your faith speaks and then um, do what you need to in order that your faith speaks the right language that, that um, answers for you in accordance to the word of God in accordance to his plan and purpose for your life. Thank you once again for joining me on this secret place here on Korea. What language does your face speak? Don't answer, I'm just, just keep it to yourself. Because at the end of this um, few minutes, I would like for you to be able to answer it in yourself still. So what language does your faith speak? Of course, the popular um, scripture for faith is Hebrews 11 verses 1. Someone should please read. Hebrews 11 verses 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. What language does your faith speak? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, please write in your notes, substance, in capital letters. Stop, substance. 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 Before I get into that, I would read um, Romans 3, verse 2 to 6. First, there's the matter of being put in charge of writing down and caring for God's revelation. This holy scripture. So what if in the course of doing that, some of those Jews abandoned their posts? God didn't abandon them. Do you think their faithfulness cancels out his faithfulness? Do you think their faithfulness cancels out his faithfulness? Not on your life, depend on it. God keeps his word even when the old world is lying through in teeth. Scripture says the same, your words stand fast and, and true. Rejection doesn't faze you. Your word stands fast and true. Rejection doesn't face you. That is God. So that means that um, God's word stands. Even if we refuse to see it, his word stands. But if our wrongdoings only underlines and confirms God's writings, shouldn't we be commended for helping out? Since Since our bad words don't even make a dent in his good words, Isn't it wrong of God to back us to the wall and hold us to our word? This question comes up. The answer to such question is no. A most emphatic no. 
How else would things ever go straightened out if God didn't do the straightening? How else would things get straightened out if God didn't do the straightening? Now, do you know what that means? Okay, like I'm the, the, for those that were here on, on Sunday morning, I talked about faith still. Then I said that um, in every human, there's faith in us. But what differentiates us all is our level of faith individually. Now, I told you to write out substance that time. Now, faith is the substance. Now, what's, what does your own faith stand for? Is your faith a substance? Is your faith a person? Is your faith a thing? Your faith is either a substance, a person, or a thing. Um, I need to get a job. I need a job. I know one big man. Once I talk to him, he would give me the job. Your faith has changed from the substance that God initially put it to that man. That's the person. And at the point where your faith turns to a man, nothing works. That is why oftentimes we fail, not because God is not God, but because we decided to move from this substance to a person. The same person that God created. I mean, God has put a surface of faith in us. God created this man. But because you feel that, um, I mean, you are seeing the man, you feel that sharp, sharp, because you think God is slow. You prefer to leave the substance that you should grow instead to the man that you see physically because you think that sharp, sharp, I'll just come to you, I'll talk to him. And do you know the funny thing that that man is likely going to fail you. You know why? Because God will not allow anybody to take his glory. You can't drag it with him. He's God. He's not a man. You can't give, you can't share his glory with another man. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. The honor that is due to me, give it to me. If I am not worth it, I would not ask for it in the first place. But because I know that I am God, I must be given that glory and honor back. And so I will not let no man take my glory from me. That is what happens when you rely on God. Some people rely on things. Some people put their faith in things. Ah, I have money. Money can do anything. Who gave you that money in the first place? Was it you or was it God? So who says that at the point where you think the money will work for you, you would not take that money away from you? What assurance do you have that that money will stay forever? When there is a God that is there forever. Now, what language does your faith speak? They are different. Like I said, yeah, your language speaks different languages. Your, la- your faith might speak fear. Your faith might speak the language of fear. Your faith might speak the language of doubt. Your faith can speak the language of restoration. Your faith can speak the language of assurance. Now, let me also tell, let, let me make you know something that... Um, the language, like, okay, I'm communicating to you in English. If I'm speaking to you in French, how do you understand me when you don't know French? So how do we communicate? How, how, do you, how do I tell you what I want to say? How do you tell me what you want to hear? There's a miscommunication because we both don't understand each other's language. That is what happens with God. In heaven, there's a language they speak. There's a language they know. There's a language they hear. They speak a winning language. So when, you are, when your faith is speaking fear, 
you stop communicating to the heavens, you are communicating to the devil. That is why, oftentimes, when, when um, for instance, God gives me a job, I didn't even give a job. There is doubt already. At that point, the devil has taken over. At the point where you begin to doubt, the devil has taken over. That is why you get to that organization and they tell you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God was there to help you, but he needed you to work for him to work. If you are, if your faith is sleeping, you die, okay, let's also go and relax. I mean, everybody wants to sleep. We all need to rest. So if your faith is sleeping, okay, now let everybody sleep too. But if your faith is alive, your faith works. And until your faith works, God will not work. Like Papa used to say that um, a faith that, that um, depends solely on God is an irresponsible faith. You know why? He didn't say that the person that has faith. He said the faith that, that means everybody has faith in us. We all have faith in us. But what's your level of faith? What's your level of faith? What's my level of faith? That is what determines what happens. That is what determines what, what happens to the situations we are trying to reach the faith to. We all have situations in our life. We all have you know, those things that we are trying to um, get God to figure for us. We all have those things that um, you know, we are trying to call on God for. But how are you doing it? What are you applying? Um, what level? What, what, at what level? Okay, wait, see, let me ask you a question. At what level do you think you can talk to God and God will do it? Is it at the level of, well, God, just do anything you want to do? Is it at the level of, I know you are God and you will do it? What level do you think he likes to attend to? Is it that man that is saying, no, God, you are God. I trust you. I don't depend on nobody else. It is you. It is you or nobody. I either have this thing or I don't have it. As long as it is you, fine. Whatever happens, happens. Or, ah, God, hey, you must do it, though. You must do it. You must do it. I don't even know you want to do it, but you must do it. Because I'm in part of all these things. I'm taking coffee. At that point, you're already bringing in the pity party. God does not have time for that. He has not created you to be a weakening. So why are you being a weakening? When God created you, he created you in his own image. And the image of God that me I know is a strong person. The image of God that I know is someone who stands sure to his words. He said in his words in Numbers 20 verse 19, um, um, what's, the, what's the scripture? Numbers 20 verse 19, so should please open Okay, for God is not a man that should lie, nor is not a man that should repent. But how will his word stand if our faith is not even showing us? The word of God is there. It's as it is there. But how do you apply the word of God to yourself, to your situation? How does God's word answer to that circumstance? That you want him to answer to. You, you know, God is not, he's not out of confusion. He doesn't say, hey, and then you are saying B and you expect A to work for B. How does it happen? Just like you're using an a, a iPhone charger to, to charge um, um, what's it called? a Samsung phone. How is it going to happen? It won't charge. It won't charge. So you cannot be using fear 
So I think it's a situation that needs to be faith. They don't work. It has to be fear for fear, faith for faith. Whatever must work must be by faith. If your faith is dead, I'm sorry, the situation is dead. There's nothing you can do about it. God would not say, ah, because she's my child, let me just do it. No, God not just do it. He doesn't waste things. He's not wasteful. If you're not going to apply your faith to the situation, then I'm, I'm sorry. It would move on to the next person whose faith is strong, whose faith is sure of who he or she is serving. It would move on to the person who believes in the power of restoration. To the person who believes in God's assurance. Like, for instance, um, let's say, for instance, okay, I went through the book of Job that I said that I talked about Job. Okay. Now, um, I know some people. Okay, we know the story of Job here. The story of Job. How we lost is something, something, and how God restored. What kind of faith? What language do you think is faith spoke at every point? Compare his faith to um, what's his name? Peter's faith. When you have to cross the, when you have to walk on the Shea Ocean at the stream, at the something. Peter's faith had fear. But he still moved. At least he moved. That was what distinguished him, because he at least moved. That means he, he worked. He wasn't strong enough, but at least he worked. He moved. He made a move for God to move. God wouldn't have moved, just wouldn't have moved if he didn't move at all. And his faith was not, Peter's faith was not a trial and error faith. It wasn't, it wasn't, let me test God and see what we do. No, if he had tested God, trust me, would have sunk, disciple or not. You don't test God. And you don't do trial and error with your faith. When, when you need to do trial and error, your situation becomes trial and error too. And whatever happens to you, happens to you. But when you allow your faith grow, in the way that it should grow in accordance to God's word, which is by God's word, because your faith cannot grow unless by the word. This is, your, this is the food that feeds your faith. Nothing works. In fact, I think your faith is the only thing that works for you as human. So if, when, by the time you're, when, you're, when your faith begins to speak a language where everything says failure, everything says downtimes, that is what will happen to you normally, naturally. You don't, it's not, it's not, uh, God is not wicked. He's not wicked, but however, he's also not a waster. If he has said he would do it, he would do it, but how will he do it? What will you do for him to do it? Your language, the language your faith speaks matters a lot. Now, let me tell you what happens when your faith speaks the, correct, the right language. Uh, uh, okay. Number one, it commits the power of God to deliver. It commits the power of God to deliver. You can't, you can't have a dead faith and expect God's power to even show in the first place. Don't talk of its delivering. Your faith has to be on the... You know, your, in fact, your faith should be as tall as your height. Your faith should be as old as your age. 
how do you grow as humans? You grow when you eat, when you drink enough water, when you sleep. How does your faith grow when you feed it with the word of God? So, is your faith, is your faith like this? And then you are 30. I mean, how can you be 30 and then your faith is like this? Nothing will ever work. It's not a curse. It's just what it is. And if you say, yeah, his grace will find me. No, no, no. Grace is not like that. Mercy is not like that. The same way faith speaks is the same way mercy and, 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 glory and grace works. You need to walk for them to walk. You can't, you, can't, you can't be 30 and then your faith level is like this and you're saying God's, God will have mercy. How would God have mercy when he has given you everything you need to actually grow that faith? It is just the word of God. He's not telling you walk and um, do a joyous trick. He's not telling you go and buy me ram and cow. This is just it. This is all he needs for your faith to work. And this is all he needs for your faith to work, for him to work. So why is it so difficult? Why are, we, why are we wasting our faith? He has given us that faith. We all have it. So why are we wasting our faith? That's why you see some people who are not believers. You'll, you'll be amazed that they truly have faith. That's why he's working for them. You'd, 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 you'd be so amazed you begin to say that, ah, they are rituals, no, it's not rituals. They, they, know, they know it's the latter. And so they use it. So why won't you believer, his child, use it for yourself? Why are you, why are you making God feel like it is too much of him to ask of you to make use of the faith that he has given you? It's not telling you go and buy faith. It's not telling you go and borrow faith. It's not telling you you need to do this to have faith. No, he has given you that faith. It is in you. So what do you do with it? I know mean, it becomes very painful when, when you know little things that you that should easily work for you are not working. Now, I don't, now you say that. Eh, what if God is trying me? Okay. Now let me tell you something about God. Yeah. God doesn't ever do. He doesn't ever make you go through things. Through things that um, you won't be able to come out of by yourself with His help. Let me give an instance. The story, okay, the story of Job, for instance. He lost everything. He lost everything. If it was we, this is our generation, we'd have committed suicide. He lost everything, practically everything. Everything, that's everything. He had just himself and his wife. If it was at this level, no, it's not, it's not, no, it's not possible. It's possible. No, it doesn't what have happened. Because you can imagine someone that is losing his job and something suicide. I'm not someone that lost. Like he was the richest man, so you can imagine what he had. But he lost everything. But he still stood with that God and said, "No." You know why? Because he knows the God is serving. So why don't you know who you serve? Why are you not? You know, it's even very insulting that you don't know how powerful the God you serve is. It is respectful when you begin to second guess yourself. You are worth God. You are worth God. Everything that ever worked for Jesus has the capacity to work for you. 
But how do you make these things work for you? You can't you don't expect these things to work for you when you are scared. You don't expect them to work for you when you feel intimidated. Why? Why won't you put God's word to test in your life? See, it is just faith. It is nothing else. It's just faith. It is just faith. Nothing else. He's not asking you for anything. And the good thing is he hasn't even put that faith in you. So what is the stress? Why are we letting... Why are we cheating ourselves? Another thing that the faith, divine faith, the faith of God does is it commits the integrity of God to perform his word. Numbers and three that I read, he said that God is not a man that should lie, no, he's not a man that should repent. Now your faith commits his integrity to work. Already, you know, um, let me now tell you something else too. Everything you ever need as human, God has provided for you. For you. It now depends on Am I able to grab it? Now, how will you grab what he has um, provided for you if you're never sure? You know, you have provided it. But then you are still saying, God, give me, God, give me, God, give you what? <laughs> when he has given you already, why are you disturbing the heavens? For how long do you say, God, give me, God, give me, God, give me? What are you doing with your faith? Your faith is sleeping. You, you are there crying. Ha, I'm sorry. But when you know that God's word said it, as he said already, I will provide all your needs according to my riches in glory. He didn't say I will provide it for you only when you ask me. No. He's not that type of person. He has provided already. So how do you now take it? And you know what we are in as humans? We are wasters. We let those things he has provided for us waste. Go to waste. That's why right. it's easy for the devil to come and, yeah, let me, since they are not ready, let me just hold it. Let me hold it down. End delay. But when you say sharp person, hey, God has provided, they yeah, give me this. As in, he's just getting everything up and down, as in left center. The person is not dulling because the person knows. Of course, we all, you will say that uh, um, we all go to church, we all read the Bible. That is why you see a small person, as in Chonkolo. When you hear him talk, you'll be amazed. Why? It's not as if the, the small person is extra. The person is not a witch or wizard. The person is not a superman or superwoman. The person just knows what works. And the person is making use of what works. That's just the difference between us believers. But how do you make things work if your faith is dead? If your faith, your faith is speaking the wrong language? If your faith is not speaking the language that the heavens understand? The heavens don't know fear. 
The heavens don't know negativity. The heavens don't know failure. So when you begin to speak those languages to them, they are busy doing their thing because they don't even know you're talking. Those that yet know that hear those languages are the, his devil and his family members. So by the time you're, you're using fear, all those things, all those things, they are the ones attending to you. So you by yourself call on the devil's attention to your situation when you should be calling on God's attention by your level of faith. That speaks the language that the heavens understand. Faith also quenches the very darts of the devil. This one, is, this one is very easy. This one is very, very easy. And I'm sure that, I want to believe that we have all experienced it. Now, quenching the very darts of the devil is not, you know, you see, you see snake, you now say, ah, I have faith, I have faith. You want to use your legs to kill the snake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Ah, you're not doing it again in life. That's useless. Abi, you see, you see snake. Oh, I command you to shake in coffee. Ah. <laughs> really? But that's what we do. Oftentimes there are situations. When you should speak with authority, you are begging the situation. So by the time you begin to beg the situation, the situation feels like, oh, okay, I have power over this person. And so the situation does whatever he or she did, whatever it wants to do in your life. Um, you're trying to, um, you're trying to buy a house, and then you're begging money. You're trying to buy a house. And then you're begging for money. Do you really think you can get the house? That is what we do. We beg situations. We beg our circumstances. When all we ever really need to do is meet up with the God up there. Why is it so difficult for us to speak? to speak um, the right language of faith. Why don't we even, as in why don't we, why don't we, um, what's this thing called? Why don't we give ourselves a break? Because the truth is, we have struggled too much. So normal, normal, it means that we're meant to be resting and not struggling again. But no, we choose to struggle because we think that it's by our strength or might. Forgetting that it's not. It is by God's might that we do anything. Now, how do you struggle? By trying to make things work for yourself, by yourself. I have to work. I'm going to work. And that job. Ah, let me get... Ah, and that job, and that job, and that job. You think that after you get all the five jobs, you cannot collapse and die. Or they tell you the person that has that one job, the person is not surviving. But because you believe that it's by me, it's by me, Simon, we the one 
You know, you begin to control your life. And there's a God that is there. You know, he's not, he's not telling you, give me rams. He's not telling you, kill chickens. He's not telling you, look for virgins for me. He's just telling you, seek me. And you will find me. For you, for you to find me, your faith has to be speaking the right language. That is all we ever really need, to seek him. But no, we are seeking ourselves, we are seeking our situations. We are seeking our circumstances. We are seeking our failures, we are seeking our pasts. We are seeking our mistakes. What will your mistakes do for you? What will your past do for you? What will your failures do for you? So why do you keep seeking them? Um, faith also secures the hand of God to perform his word. I think this one is very easy. I didn't need to explain further. I mean, should I explain further? Faith secures the hands of God to perform. Um, let's talk about the story of Abraham and Isaac. On a normal day, don't lie, you're human. You've been looking for a child since, and then God now gives you that child, and he now tells you you have to kill this child. <laughs> On a normal day, <laughs> at your level, <laughs> even, that, even with the fact that you're a Christian, Will you? Don't tell me I'm no, I have faith in God. Eh, no, you are human. I'll be your uh, God to tell me. My husband's gonna tell me, ah, hey, God said you should sacrifice a child, though. Eh? You can't judge your sacrifice, not me and my child. It's, it's only normal. It takes, it takes, it takes a particular level. Of faith, so I've done what Abraham did. They waited for so many years, and then God gave them a son. It's not, it's not saying we gave them triplets, and we got the triplets, so just one. And then he's still saying he sacrificed that one. But then at the point of obeying, God showed up. That is what he does. But for him to show up, your faith level has to be. You know, maybe if Abraham didn't do, he probably wouldn't even hear about him if he didn't do what he did. Because that was the beginning of his, of the, of the, of the, that, that's the beginning of, of um, his story, actually. So if he didn't do what he did, he probably wouldn't know who Abraham is. That is what happens when your faith level is top notch. He has given you faith. That faith is in you. What do you do with the faith he has given you? Do you waste it or do you put it to work? Uh, Faith also provides divine intervention. Faith provides divine intervention. Now let me let me give an instance. Uh, okay, um, let me use the story of Esther. Esther and then 
uh, Moses' name, Mordecai, and Ammon, and the king. You know, at the point where, um, where Ammon plotted against Mordecai, and then Mordecai told um, Esther everything that happened, then she, she, she called for a fast and all of that. You know that you can actually call for a fast and try to fast, but not all prayers and fasting, not everything works. What makes your prayer and fast work is when you must have applied your faith into it, the level of faith you must have applied into it. So Esther and the Jews could have actually fasted and prayed, and nothing would have happened. But because they applied the necessary level of faith needed for God to intervene, was what made God intervene, such that Amman ended up being the one that was killed. You remember the story of Amman, Mordecai, and um, you know Israel? If Esther had done ah, whatever is the king, whatever the king wants is what he wants. But because she realized that, yes, it's the king, but there is a king that is more superior. There is a king that is the king of kings. So she, she, she didn't go and say, ah, king, there's something happening, no, please come and attend to us. She went straight to the one who can sort it. She went straight to the one who has the power. Of course, the king, the king could have, I mean, used his own this thing, but nothing would have happened. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, um, you don't give a man the keys to a door that only God can open. He only try. He might even end up breaking the key inside the inside the knot. Because it is only God that owns that key to the particular door. That was what faith. That was what um, Esther did. She had the key. It not depend. It not depend on. Am I opening this door? Through um, King, or am I opening it through God? Our faith spoke a language, and the language answered to her to this circumstance and situation, so that it saved the whole nation. What can your faith do? What can your faith do? What can it do for you? What can it do for God? What can it do for God's kingdom? What can it do for God's people? What can your faith do? How is your faith able to answer for you? How is your faith able to answer to your situation? How is your faith able to bring you out of that pit? Once again, is your faith a substance? Is your faith a person? Is your faith a thing? Let's rise up on our feet. Let's rise up on our feet. Rise up on your feet. La le kiriya ze ze kiriya sheta kariya mali la le kariya ze sheta kariya mali ke di ze ze molo le kadi ze ze le sheta kariya la kariya ze kariya ma sheta ze kariya malu kodu zozo. So I hope that um, I hope that you were blessed by that brief one. Um, if you can, please kindly listen to it again and then. 
you know, so that we can all be with our faith in the way that it should be. It's time for us to grow our faith. It's time for us to grow our faith so that fear has no place in our lives. Um, God help us if we must be joining through this in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for, for your time here with me. God bless you. Can we fix it? Is there time? Haven by.